0: Hi folks, this is John Al Executive Director of IMPEA, and this is the final episode of the State House Express for the 2023 legislative session. I'm sure that breaks your heart just like it breaks mine. Let me begin by saying: back in January, we were hoping for another historic legislative session for choice. And after a very wild roller coaster ride. Or I think I almost lost my cookies. It ended up the way we hoped it would. Another historic legislative session for school choice. Another historic session for Hoosier families. And I have to begin by saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to some key legislators. Speaker Todd Houston, House Ways and Means Chairman Jeff Thompson, and House Education Chair Bob Baining. And when we really needed a champion in the Senate, Senator Brian Buchanan stepped up and worked each Senator in terms of their vote on the choice expansions in the budget. I wasn't confident that we were in a good place until about 10 p.m. on the last night of the session. And I probably didn't know for sure until the vote came in at 2.30 a.m. on Friday morning. In addition, I have to thank many of you principals and presidents who made sure your school communities were informed and engaged, school leaders who helped to plan our five state choice rallies, the students and parents who shared their personal stories, and all the stakeholders who showed up to make those rallies successful. Our Legislative Action Center had the most engagement since we set up the site a number of years ago. I can't tell you how pleased I was to see that Folks are really owning their responsibilities to engage. In my 16 years at IMPEA, one of my main priorities was getting schools to understand that we need their voice. In the legislative process, numbers count. It's been a slow process, but we're definitely getting there. Thanks to all of you. Now to the good stuff. Here are the choice expansions that passed in the biennial budget. Which infused over two point three billion new dollars into K twelve education over the biennium. From a choice perspective, budget included the elimination of those choice scholarship pathways or tracks, or I like to call hoops, the increase of financial eligibility to four hundred percent of free and reduced lunch for the choice scholarship, tax credit scholarship, and ESA programs. That's about $220,000 for a family of four. And you know it's estimated that just less than 97% of Indiana families can now qualify for choice. The budget also maintained the $18.5 million statewide tax credit cap for the tax credit scholarship program. It now allows SGO funds to be used for pre-K tuition, if it's in a pre-K through 8 school setting. It maintained the $10 million cap for the new ESA program, which is still only available for students with special needs. It increased state tuition support for public schools, which also impacts the 90% voucher amount. And in a last minute change in the budget, they infused an additional $300 million in state tuition support. The budget increased special education funding by 5%, which will impact CSEP kids and ESA kids as well. And it established and funds the new Career Scholarship Account program, the CSAs, at a $5,000 per student level. And that program is capped at $5 million in the first year of the budget and $10 million in the second year of the budget. And we'll have lots more about that program as people try to explore how it could benefit our students. It's vitally important right now that we thank our legislators who voted for the budget. And you might even give a special shout out to the key legislators that I mentioned earlier. You can do that very easily by visiting IMPA's Legislative Action Center on our website. If you want to hear more about the new CHOICE program changes, tune into our CHOICE rollout webinar being presented by IMPEA, IQE, and EdChoice on May 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and on May 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Registration was included in our last IMPEA newsletter. And In our intended audience is everybody who wants to know about school choice, and that would include school leaders, your finance folks, your board members, and pastors as well. Everyone's welcome. Some other bills, and I'll go through this list pretty quickly, and a lot more information will be coming later, but House Enrolled Act 1382 provides grant funding for robotics programs and competition. House Enrolled Act 1492 merges the state's two safety grant programs and non-public schools continue to have access to that funding. House Enrolled Act 1590 addresses the definition of the science of reading and requires IDOE to publish a listing of high quality curricular materials. It allows access to the next level computer science fund to state accredited Uh, non-public schools, and that can be used for professional development or just for computer science program sustainability. House Enrolled Act 1591 allows SGO funds to be used for pre-K tuition, as I mentioned earlier. It also allows the continuance of null grades to be used for the 22-23 and the 23-24 school year and it removes the voucher lottery requirement that really had no purpose uh, since the very beginning of the rollout of school choice back in 2011 and it prescribes certain metrics for a revised school performance designation otherwise known as 8F. House Enrolled Act 1608 uh, dealt with sex ed instruction in grades K through 3, and the use of names and pronouns not aligned with a student's birth sex. Non public schools were not included in that bill, so it does not apply to us. House Enrolled Act 1635, a various education matters bill, included a number of things like allowing non public schools to issue an adjunct teaching permit with certain stipulations in terms of qualifications of those teachers. It also stipulates that the use of the ASVAP as a graduation pathway must be accompanied by documentation that a student intends to enlist in the military. That's a big change. That's something that needs to be on all of our guidance counselor's radar. And finally, it requires IDOE, as was in previous legislation, to develop a revised A to F system. Senate Enrolled Act 35 says that state accredited non-public schools along with traditional pubs and charters must offer a standalone course in financial literacy. Students in the 2028 graduation cohort must successfully complete instruction in this course in order to graduate. And I'm not sure exactly what the definition of successfully complete instruction is. I'm sure we'll find out more. Uh, as time goes on. Senate Enrolled Act 72 involves the Department of Education doing a survey on the teaching of cursive writing. Senate Enrolled Act 167 requires beginning with a 23-24 school year that each student in their senior year shall complete and submit the FAFSA not later than April 15th of the school year unless a waiver is requested and submitted either by the parent or by school leadership. Senate Enrolled Act 342 prohibits the employment of individuals who have committed certain crimes or misconduct. That's been in legislation. They just added a few uh, additional um, issues that would prohibit employment. Senate Enrolled Act 369 was changed to a May provision and it dealt with the deployment the maintenance and the training with automated external defibrillators around sports activities and physical uh, extracurricular activities. We will continue, as I said earlier, to provide more details on any of these bills that were passed that impact non-public schools as they become available. In the meantime, don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. 2023 ended up being a great session. Thanks in part to our legislators, but more importantly, thanks to all of you. Now the State House Express uh, is going to say goodbye for the 2023 school year and we'll see you back next January. But INPEA isn't going anywhere. We're still here for you. So on behalf of Andrea and Beatrice and our soon to be new staff member Chris and myself, we want to wish you the best during this last month of the school year. God bless.